the Christmas season uh, is lights, lighting. You know, my neighborhood is lit up with a bunch of decorations, as maybe yours is as well. And some of us will even drive pretty far to find a good neighborhood. You know, like the good, good neighborhood, like the places that go all out uh, for Christmas. You know, they're probably sponsored by Sylvania or, you know, they are only rivaled by It's a Small World at Disneyland. Those kind of neighborhoods. But, you know, Christmas... Christmas is one of those times where we're reminded of light shining in the darkness. And if you've ever wondered, you know, why do we wrap our Christmas trees with light? Why do we hang them on our homes? You know, there's just something special about Christmas lights. And in the United States, I was shocked to find out that we spend over $6 billion a year on Christmas decorations. Can you believe that? You know, it's true as the song says, you know, may your days be merry and bright. And you see this from time to time where we go through these times of great darkness and try to find the little light at the end of the tunnel. And so we'll light up our homes or our trees or our mantles, our staircases, our yards. And you know, I like Christmas. I really do. Ever since I was a little child, my family, it was just, my family was such a special time. And then I met my wife, Ruth, who even loved it more than I did. And she was just the the spirit and love and heart behind such a special Christmas time for our own family. But as any Back in the day, young married couple, young man would love to impress his new wife. And Ruth has shared the story with the ladies and I figured it only appropriate they would hear it straight from the source. That I wanted to impress Ruth with just a lighting display like none other. And so I went to Home Depot and I went to a couple other places and I bought a whole bunch of lights. And I was going to light up the front of our house in such a way that she would know what kind of real man she married. And so I worked endlessly throughout the morning and afternoon and I got all the angles right. I even made sure that all the right, you know, 90 degree angles were nice and tight around at a staple gun. I was serious. And the time had come when I had finished setting up and decorating the front of the house that I was gonna show Ruth the magnificence of my light design. And so she came out that evening and I hadn't even plugged him in at the nighttime yet. I was just trying to wait to the right opportunity uh, to do so. And so I flipped the power switch on and Ruth couldn't believe her eyes as she had in her mind, no doubt, uh, just uh, just this experience of Christmas like none other. Uh, But when I powered on the lights, I didn't realize that they weren't the soft, warm lights that I was expecting, but rather they were the brightest white LED, powerful strip of lights that you could ever buy in the history of mankind. You know, the kind that if you were growing up in church and you heard this word, the Shekinah glory of God, like that kind of light. It was the kind of light that blinded Paul on his road to Damascus. It was the kind of light that, (laughs) it was the kind of light that caused Moses' face to shine after he had that interaction with the Lord. Uh, They were so bright, you could probably see them from outer space. 
Uh, for our neighbors who lived across the street from us, it was as if they had a searchlight blaring in through their front window. You know, they always had this nice, um, you know, bay front window and they would decorate it and they left it open so you could see the tree and their ornaments and all of that. But that night they closed the blinds and I think they were probably thankful they were blackout drapes. But did you know before there were Christmas lights, there were candles. And the candles symbolize what Christmas lights mean today. They began, they originated with this light that was to represent the light of Christ coming into the world in the darkest of times. Today, it still means the same, though we've lost what the meaning is all about. We walk through the malls, you know, we listen to Coast for the nonstop Christmas music that has been going since, I think, before Thanksgiving this year. Proclaiming the birth of Jesus. Unto us in the city of David, a Savior is born. See, darkness is the absence of light. We measure light, but you can't measure darkness. You measure the absence of light. And see, there is such a great darkness in a world that is void of light. We've seen it in the darkness of the heart of mankind. We have seen it in the way that people treat each other and the terrible atrocities that have taken place throughout history. We see the darkest of times are where there is an absence of the light of Christ. See, it was God who commanded light to shine in the darkness. It was God who said before the world was what it was that we see in nature today, that he said, let there be light. And there was light. As it says in Genesis 1, 3, God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And even today, as physical light pierces the darkness, so too Jesus, the spiritual light of the world, pierces the darkness of immorality and sin and death and destruction. Jesus pierces through all of that. See, God has the power to speak light into existence, and God has the power to enlighten your life. God has the power to change who you are. He has the power to forgive you of your sins. God has the power to give you everlasting life. See, Jesus, of Jesus, it says in John chapter one, that this is the condemnation that has come into the world, that, excuse me, John chapter three, that men have loved darkness rather than light for their deeds are evil. The light of Christ shows you your need for a savior. It gives you hope in your darkest hours. And oftentimes, Ironically, we might even say that some of our darkest times can come at Christmas with the loss of loved ones or financial struggles or physical ailments. Maybe you've seen some of the statistics regarding depression and anxiety, even the suicide rate. But see, even in the darkest moments, the light of Christ can meet you exactly where you're at. That's what we're celebrating today. This is the reason for the season. This is the story of Christ's birth. He came. And for 33 and a half years, he walked among his creation. 
He experienced suffering, the same suffering that we experienced. He experienced temptation, the same that we are tempted by, yet he was without sin. And so the Bible tells us that you have somebody that understands who you are. You have somebody that knows every detail of your life and he believes that it is all important for he created you. And today you can find your hope. You can find everlasting life in the King of Kings and in the Lord of Lords and his name is Jesus Christ. See, a spiritual darkness came from man's disobedience. It was Adam and Eve through which sin entered the world. And on that Christmas evening that some of our children sang of this morning, we're reminded of the glory of the Lord that shines in dark times. In Luke chapter two, verse eight, it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Interestingly enough, Jesus said he was the good shepherd and that he would lay down his life for his sheep. And so these shepherds were guarding their sheep. They were protecting them at the time that predators would seek to prey on the flock. The shepherds would lay down in front of the entrance to where they had their sheep corralled. That literally the enemy would have to step over the shepherd's body to get to the place where they could harm the sheep. There was only one way in, and there was only one way out. And so here we read in the town of Bethlehem, just another night as it would seem. And behold, in Luke 2, 9, it says, an angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. This messenger of the Lord appearing to these shepherds that night this group of people, they were the first to be told in a supernatural way that there was a savior born in Bethlehem. The heavenly bright light blared. The glory of the Lord shone. That night, their lives would forever be changed. This day, your life could be forever changed through receiving the gift of salvation. You know, when I was a kid, I loved getting Legos. Do we have any Lego fans out here today? Any kids out there that like Legos? I can't hear you. Is anybody out there? Yeah. And my brothers and I used to sneak around. And honestly, some of these kids up here remind me of my family growing up. And we would sneak around. And we would try to find where my parents hid my presence. It was always behind my mom's giant coat in the corner of their closet. Without fail. Sorry, mom and dad, it's the confession of a pastor now. But we found them. And if you could find the one that just shook a little bit, you knew Legos were a dead giveaway. I can still hear that plastic wrapping. Because now when my kids play with them, I'm like, I remember exactly what that's like. Even though when you have young kids, I end up building more of them than they do. But hopefully they'll graduate soon. My little guys, hey, dad, can you build this? But see, the Bible tells us that the gift of salvation is truly a gift. What a picture for us today as we're exchanging and receiving gifts. Yet for some of us, we may shake the box. We might peel back a little bit of the corner to see what it might truly be. 
But if you never open it, what a waste of a gift. The greatest gift given to mankind, salvation from their sins, forgiveness of sins through faith in Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. That even in your darkest moment, you could find hope in Christ. And then in the future, you have no fear of death and you have no fear of what will happen after this life. And so I hope today that if there are any of you that have peeled back the corner, so to speak, of the gift of salvation wrapped with your name on it, if you had shaken it because you've been to church a handful of times or you know some stories and you're aware of what might be wrapped in that wrapping paper, so to speak, I pray that today you would open it and receive it for yourself. For again, for again, that's what Christmas is all about. You don't have to go out and earn it. You don't have to be good enough to receive it. The Lord came to seek and to save that which was lost. And apart from Christ, we are lost. We are in darkness, but the light of Christ has shined. And so, as we conclude our service today, understand this, that if you're in darkness today, if you're in a bad spot, you have to understand that with darkness also comes great fear. Fear seems to always be associated with darkness. Is there something scary lurking, you know, around in the area that I can't see or in the darkest part of who I may be? But all of a sudden the light turns on and I can see clearly. The light of Christ shines in my life and shows me my areas of sin. Not to expose me so that I might be humiliated, but so that I might be healed so that I might be forgiven, so that I may no longer hurt, so I may no longer be empty, so I may no longer be alone or be afraid. And that you find that God's perfect love drives away all fear. That perfect light of Christ drives away all darkness. And then you find hope, you find joy, you find comfort. All the things that we sing every year about the blessings of the gift of salvation, the joy to the world, the glory to God, all of it you can experience for yourself. And this Christmas could be the year that your life changes. You don't have to wait till January 1st to start walking with God. Oh, hey, I'll get right, you know, in the new year, I'm going to do things the way I'm supposed to do. I'm going to start going to church. I'll try to be a better person. You don't have to wait. And then quite frankly, we're not even guaranteed the first of the new year. But today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. So why not start now? Why not receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? And then find anything that has been used by the enemy, the devil, to control your life or to bring you to the place of despair. Why don't you find today, personally, that hope and that love and that joy that is found in Christ alone. And so let's pray, and then we'll conclude today. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings. Lord, specifically, and just right out of the gate, I pray for any person that is here today that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior. I pray for them, Lord. You know them by name. I may not. They may have been invited by a family member or a friend, or maybe they've come to church today because that just seemed like the right thing to do on Christmas Eve. 
Lord, I pray for those as well that may have walked with you in the past at some time, but have walked away from you. I pray, Lord, that today they would find that there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus, who walk no longer after the lust of the flesh, but walk in the Spirit. May they come back to you today, Lord. Maybe this year's been a tough year, Lord. Maybe these difficulties and challenges have served as a catalyst to bring, Lord, these individuals who need you to a place where they're open to receive from you. And so, Lord, I ask that you would move by your Holy Spirit today. I pray, Lord, that those that need to commit their life to you would do so and that there would be no fear, there would be no worry, there would be nothing holding them back, Lord. Lord, really, when we look at it, what would we exchange for our soul? Lord, I know you say in your word that what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What would a man exchange for his own soul? I pray that if there are any here today that are exchanging their salvation through faith in Christ for something that this world has to offer, that they would no longer be ripped off. That is a terrible deal. And so, Lord, we ask that you would move by your spirit now with every eye closed and every head bowed, just very simply trusting that the Lord is moving by his spirit, which he does. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you know that you've done things that are wrong, you're like, who hasn't? Well, that's actually true. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you'd like to be forgiven of your sin, then I'm gonna invite you to unwrap the greatest gift ever given. And you can do so just by, with your eyes closed and your head bowed, if you like to receive forgiveness of your sin and have that relationship with Jesus today, then I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand. Just very simply say, yeah, that's me. I'd like to be forgiven of my sins. Just hold your hand up so I can see it. And I'm going to pray for you right now. God bless you, man. Anybody else? Just hold your hand up. Have that void filled. Have a change of life today. Have your sins forgiven. This is what Christmas is all about. And also, if you're here and maybe you've walked away from the Lord, maybe you grew up going to church, maybe you had parents that raised you and knowing who Jesus is, but then you became your own man or your own woman and you've walked away from God and you've allowed the things of the world to slip in. Maybe you've even known that they've been wrong, but you kind of just overrided your conscience and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If that's you and you need to rededicate your life to Jesus today, then would you just very simply, there's no arm bars and chokes, it's just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I need to come back to the Lord today. Would you hold your hand up so I can pray for you as well? And then I'm gonna lead you in a very simple prayer. And if you're watching this online or you're in the family room, wherever you may be, you can pray this prayer and just mean it in your heart. But before I lead you in that prayer, I'm gonna pray for you. Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands. I pray, Lord, for those that have not, but inside their heart's burning. They know that they need to get right with you and that's because your Holy Spirit is moving in their heart today. I pray that they would not ignore you. I pray that they would not put it off any longer. I pray that they would receive salvation and forgiveness of sins today, right now. And so with every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you and you know who you are, God knows who you are because he's speaking to your heart right now. I'm gonna lead you in a very simple prayer. 
And I'm gonna ask that you would just repeat it after me. Mean it in your heart and pray this. Say, dear heavenly father, I know that I've sinned, but I ask that you would forgive me of my sin and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending Jesus to be born into this world and to die on the cross for my sins. I thank you that you love me and I thank you that you have forgiven me of all my sin. Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit and fill me with your love and your joy and your peace and give me your strength that I may be who you've created me to be for I give you my life today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Now, for those of you that were watching online, shoot us an email. We would love to connect with you, get you a Bible if you need a Bible. If you made that decision today to rededicate or dedicate your life to Christ, we'd love to pray with you, help you get started on the right track. If you're visiting from another area, we'd love to help you get plugged into a good church where you can grow. But today, we wanna say, those who are in Christ are a new creation. The old things have passed away and behold, all has been made new and that is made possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so if there is no birth of Christ, then there is no life of Christ. There is no death of Christ and there is no resurrection and ascension of Jesus. And the same Jesus who said, even as you see me ascend into heaven, I will come again and take you home to be with me. And that is the glorious hope that we have as followers of Jesus. And so as you go about your day, as you celebrate Christmas with your family, with your loved ones, may God give you traveling mercies. May he bless you richly. And may you and your family be reminded of what Christmas is all about. In Jesus' name, amen.